Hi, welcome to Pull Up A Copper. I'm June and I'm here today with Callum. Hello there, darling. Hiya, how are you? Fab, hate long time no see. I know, it's been a, it has, it's been a while. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Because we were at Union together. It for right, a little while. right at the start. Right at the very start, yes. Um, and then I think within the first, after the first semester, I kind of scurried away. <laughs> and I think I just didn't, it wasn't my time at that point. Yeah, I was going to say, mm. it wasn't a scurry away. You mm. made a decision that that time yeah. wasn't right for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And at some point you will either come back up here or you'll go somewhere and you'll do it when mm. you're ready. I have thought about it. it. It could be happening. But obviously with everything that's going on, you know, I might have to wait until next year to apply. But I am thinking about going back again. I think now's the right time. I think I've grown more to know kind of more about myself um, to be able to go back. Yeah, well, everywhere at the minute's making adaptions around um, mm. what's yeah, going to happen. So there's always so many possibilities. It's even worth looking into it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely is. And I don't know whether I'll do the same thing or something different or try and do like a mixture of the both, really. Well, that's it. I mean, you're, as you said yourself, you've founded it in person since then. You've grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And developed into somebody different. So that mightn't even be what you, you decide to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You do what life you is funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life, life is funny because sometimes you can think that something's your path and you're kind of dead set on it. And then, and sometimes being dead, I mean, being kind of dead set on something's brilliant, but also at the same time, if you're so kind of laser visioned on something, you might miss fantastic opportunities that you wouldn't have seen. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's happened quite a lot. So I've, I've kind of taught myself to be, you know, to think and um, to actually look at what I'm working towards, but not kind of turn my side vision off and be able to kind of look around and say, is it working or is there something better or um, is not, I don't want anything to pass me by. No, no. And I think as even when you, something comes up, like there's an opportunity comes up, there could be the chance to make that fit in with where you're going or yeah. just to use it parallel with where you are. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just can't always say, Oh, well, that's just not going to fit at all. I mean, yeah. my, my journey's changed a lot in my whole uni journey so i've had a journey yeah. of at the beginning i thought i knew exactly i was going to do my degree and i was going to do a pgce um and i was going to teach and i was going to do yeah. workshops for marginalized groups oh i this was it i was yeah. dead so what i said i would do when i was at college mm -hmm. and then i got into the middle of second year and i still want to do my workshops I still yeah. want to do that, but I don't want to do a PGCE. Yeah. Um, and I never wanted to be a traditional performer. Yeah. I wanted to be the applied theatre practitioner. This is where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm doing a, um, a master's in theatre and performance. That's fabulous. And it's great because, like you said, you never thought that it would happen. And then all of a sudden, it kind of pops up out of nowhere and goes, hi, I'm here. Think about this. And then sometimes that's the, sometimes, you know, it just, 
it works. Uh, and I, I don't know whether, I don't believe that, I've, I don't think I've ever said the words, that doesn't, that will never happen. Or, you know, that isn't for me. I'll mm. give it a go. Even if I don't think I'll like it, you never know. You never know. And that comes with, with growth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I went in um, at 50, sort of like, still with probably quite a traditional view of mm -hmm. theatre, mm -hmm. and to suddenly be opened to everything, yeah. to movement lessons and yeah. um, lobbing and razor boxes and screaming yeah. at the top of my voice and that. And I'm just like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. Got, and it all just started to like blow apart what mm -hmm. I thought I would be doing. Absolutely. And I just accepted it fully. And then um, finding out that it changes you more as a person. It does. There's many things, and I think that was one of the classics for me that made me realise that life isn't to be taken too seriously because you can't take yourself too seriously when you're in a movement lesson rolling around on the floor <laughs> and, and kind of embodying an object or something, which I remember we had to do once. And you can't, you can't take yourself overly seriously when doing that. You can't take yourself no. overly seriously at all. So I think it was, it was very good. And also it was great to kind of, I think it's just a human thing to make up your, your kind of boxes and moulds and labels and things. And sometimes that just completely, you know, it blows them away because, you know, you're open to so many different things and you can't be thinking when you're in the middle of like performance, you cannot be thinking that, you know, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't usually do this. Is this me? Like, you can't be thinking about that in the middle of a performance. You've got to just know the, like, know your character and just go for it, really. Oh, you have to. And I mean, what you said about labels, mm. I mean, the labels help at times because they can do, yeah. We need them. But mm. then do you find that labels can be restrictive? I think so. But what I always say is that if you want to, label yourself but only for the reason that it's for you mm -hmm. then you know we can't say anything really at all and that you know it's fine I think if you feel the need to label yourself to maybe make somebody else feel a bit more comfortable that's kind of where the issues mm. are I guess um like for me I have some labels and then don't label other parts and that's fine it's fine to label yourself kind of left right and center and it's fine for just to say i'm me and have no other labels at all and all yeah. of them are fine all of them it's 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 all about what makes you take and what and, and what's the kind of the easiest way for you to kind of navigate life i guess yeah i mean is our name not a good enough label exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i found i have found some like di some difficulty with labels and stuff with um especially being a, a um a man that wears makeup it comes uh it comes along with a, a fair few questions and it's people that are trying to fit you into the category in their head i don't really have a category for this i'm just a man that has fun and puts on some eyeshadow i don't find anything like i don't know anything else apart from that 
Um, but no, it, it, I think it's people that try and make themselves like feel a bit more comfortable by saying, well, do you want to be a woman? Do you, you know, is it this, is it that? And I'm like, it's just me. Like, it's just me. Like, th there's nothing else to it. It's all me. Yeah. I'm exactly the same person. This doesn't hinder my job. It doesn't hinder my ability to have a conversation with you. It doesn't have, it doesn't really affect anything. It's just, it's just a bit of pigment. It, it, it's a bit of cosmetic pigment. It doesn't do anything really. It's just me being me and expressing. I dye my hair. Well, you used to. Yeah. I had dyed hair. Somebody yeah. might, might wear a jacket full of badges. Yeah. It's just a form of personal adornment. It is, isn't it? It is like right now I'm wearing a, um, I'm wearing a um, Lady Gaga merchandise. So, you know, that's just part of me. I love her and, you know, I'm wearing this and that's fine. It's bright pink and to some people, you know, a boy wearing pink isn't great, but, um, and it's not something that they think is acceptable, but I, I don't, I kind of look at society, society in some places and just think, I mean, there's rules, obviously, like law-abiding rules and things like that that I'll stick to. But apart from the fact that if somebody says you can't wear that, I'd be like, watch me. <laughs> watch me oh, wear it. It's no. all me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Mm. I think the more somebody would tell me I can't do something, oh, yeah. yes, then absolutely. Um, I will attempt to do it to prove a lot of the things... Absolutely. The only one I haven't done is, um, I think it was first or second year, um, mm. somebody in pole society at the time tried to get me to go along to a taster session to do pole dancing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. Mm. Because I didn't want to chance my shoulders dislocating. Right, so, yes. But, oh my God, I wish I could have. Mm -hmm. This is Just, the thing, yeah. Yeah. Why and not, it, honestly? Why not? Why not? It's something that I've thought about. I've thought about, you know, it, it looks, it's de it looks definitely harder than what it, than, because the, the people, like, the, the dancers make it look so easy, and it, oh. it's not, it isn't at yeah. all, it's all core strength, and, you know, it's something that, um, it's something that just, I see it very differently to other people, because I think that there are some people that, that see it as somewhat seedy, and I don't think it is seedy, it's, it's very much just like, it's in a sense, it's kind of slightly whimsical watching people just kind of fly around in the air on this tiny thin pole wearing incredible outfits, oh, mostly yeah. bedazzled outfits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the hair, brilliant. The makeup, brilliant. It's just, it's like showing the best. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably that, that person up there will probably feel at their best. Yeah. And I think it's important for everybody to try and find something where they can feel at their best. Yeah, and I, I mean, some people think class um, burlesque is seedy. It is. Because there's an involvement of um, undressedness. I know that's probably a complete made-up word. And there's yeah. a, an element of strip. And you go, mm -hmm. but these people are seen it in their mind as that. Yeah. Where it's another exactly. performance. It is. It, I mean... Burlesque has been going on for years and years, as is with the as pole dancing, years and years and years, and has entertained mm -hmm. so many people over centuries, really. Yeah. And it's, and I think the great thing about it is, is that it always, 
I've never ever seen it as seedy at all. I've no. never seen it as that. I think again, it's it's in a sense, it's similar to like drag, which is kind of you know that person is being shown as their most powerful and most uh, their most beautiful self. Um, and the real self is really shining through and that's exactly what kind of happens in burlesque everybody just you know mm -hmm. everybody is gorgeous they're all brilliant they're all and yeah. it's it's talent to do it people think oh yeah it's just you know show, showing a bit of like you know bra strap or something it isn't that at all it's completely it is a talented thing to do because not everybody could do it at all no and i think in doing that there's a huge amount of statements that can be made around identity yeah. Yes, that, absolutely. That need to be said. Absolutely, absolutely. Because it's not, you know, I think there's a lot of, I don't think we are necessarily taught really about, I think we're very much taught that everything, to a certain extent, everything in the media and all of these different things have got to do with sex and they haven't at all. And I, I don't think we're actually, I don't think we're being taught, especially from a young age, the kind of the large spectrum of things that, because mm. to say that burlesque is, it's, I mean, there will be people who believe like, but like burlesque people can be classed as sex workers and that's not, there's it's got nothing it has nothing to do with sex neither is pole dancing in pure fairness neither is stripping usually it's it's all entertainment and it's and you know if you don't like it you don't you don't have to go <laughs> like you don't you don't well, have to put yeah. it down you just don't have to go you don't have to go stroll on by just yeah stroll on yeah. by the, the the burlesque night you don't have to stand outside saying it's disgusting or going on social media and saying oh this is horrible this is horrible these people are degrading themselves why don't you just walk by and go to wherever you were going in the first place yeah i mean i did um an essay in second year on um performance in the body and i did it on um a drag trio yeah. so i did it on bonnie and the Burnettes up here yeah um, and i looked so much into gender politics yes I learned so much about um, the the heritage of drag and the history of it, the heritage of cro right back to cross-dressing, so I was finding the yeah. pros and, con and cons of it, yeah. right even down to men wearing makeup. Yeah, so I, love I, I looked into all of that yeah. to construct it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting because I've, I've looked a lot into things like that as well, of course, as well, because I mean, I adore I adore any kind of, you know, entertainment, really. Um, but drag's always been a one that I thought was so interesting because it is walking into the club or wherever you're performing, walking in as one person and then walking out on the stage as a completely different person. Mm -hmm. and, when the, and when the hair and the... Like, if... The amount, like, I mean, I go to gay clubs and things all the time and, well, did before there was a lockdown, but... Um, we it was brilliant because you would see these people on stage these fantastic drag queens in the greatest outfits with the greatest makeup the biggest hair dancing and twirling and death dropping to pop tunes or doing comedy routines and whatever and they would walk out afterwards 
from like backstage and you would have no idea that it was the person who was just on the stage when they were when there was no makeup no nothing mm. and they came you would have no idea who they were and it was this kind of like it was the idea of double life that was kind of really interesting to me like they have different name and most of them at least have different names and again it's showing it's again yeah showing that person at their strongest their kind of their own oh and they have such a almost like a a permission to to have a political message as well yes and absolutely. so many and so many of them are able to use this voice absolutely one of my favorite things actually there was um, a quote from rupaul obviously a big famous drag queen doing rupaul's drag race and everything on netflix and bbc3 actually as well he is a probably the most famous drag queen of our generation at least and um he said on an interview that every single time he bats a fake eyelash it's a political statement and i thought that was a really fantastic way to put it like he doesn't even have to say anything just the fact that he is a man gets dressed up as a woman when everyone's talking about masculinity and all of this stuff just the fact he does that and all he has to do is bat one eyelash and it's completely, it's a statement. Well, well yeah, because straight away you've got, that's a man yeah. with makeup, that's a man yeah. in female, that's a man that's exaggerated a yes. feminine side. So you've exactly. got all of that. Exactly. And that, it, that's a lot to, for a lot of people, that, that's a lot to handle. That's a, mm -hmm. an awful lot to handle for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I've done my little fair share, little bits of drag. I've got a couple of weeks over there, <laughs> just tidy. Um, but it is, I find it to be very fun. I think man, um, man, woman, and all else in between, I think everybody should get themselves in drag at, at one point. I think everybody should. It's the most interesting thing you'll ever do. Because once it all goes on, you do feel like a completely different person. It's very, it is very strange. Bits come out of you that you just like, didn't know that that was a thing. I was, I've always been someone that likes to push a boundary, really. But that just made me, instead of pushing a boundary, it was like, we're gonna, we're gonna blow them up. We're gonna detonate the boundaries and just <laughs> let them fly. So it just, and then some people, you know, it brings out confidence in other people and, it's honestly, I think everybody should actually try to go into drag one time, especially men. Well, I was going to say, because that's it, because we've got um, a man can be a drag queen, we've got women could even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be to feminized. Exactly. Well, the other thing is, as well, is that drag doesn't just have, because drag is an exaggeration. A drag queen is an exaggeration of a woman and drag is just an exaggeration of life, really. So mm -hmm. to say that a woman can't be a drag queen is also false. That came you, you up could... in my essay because I was looking yeah. at um, how accepted it was and there are some sectors of the drag community that there don't are. accept. There are indeed. And I think drag, drag is all about taking the boundaries and getting rid of them so let's stop like we, we've got rid of them let's not add them back in again <laughs> let's yeah. not do that 
because yeah. all of a sudden you're not allowed to be called a drag queen, you're called a bio. Exactly, a bio queen. And, and you're like, no! Because, I remember this, because there was, some, there was a time on the internet when um, somebody had... There was a big discussion around the RuPaul's Drag Race thing that was saying, would a woman ever compete? As a woman had never competed, um, later on, a woman did compete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was prior to her being on the show as a drag queen and then coming out as transgender. But So a woman has competed on the show, only one. Um, and there was this kind of this comment thread before that happened of saying, could a woman ever compete on Drag Race? And people were saying, you know, it's like, um, it would be like giving somebody a head start. I'm like, it's barely giving somebody a head start. Like you've got to, <laughs> like all the stuff you've got to do, like just because you are female doesn't give you a head start at all in any of that stuff. You've still got to change your entire features with makeup. You've still got to make all the gowns or put them all together in wigs. And it's, it doesn't make a difference at all. Are you like a head start as though, because as a female, um, yeah. I've got a ready-made cleavage that gives me yeah. a head start. You're like, no, because drag makeup is not yeah. traditional yeah. feminine makeup. Absolutely it's exaggerated not. makeup. That's yeah. the whole point. There's a huge exaggeration. So yeah. a female yeah. has probably got to work harder because she's already got her preconceptions about how yes. she would normally do things. Exactly. And then I think that there's other people that say a woman in like a woman in drag is just a woman wearing makeup I'm like, it, well it, is, it isn't at all it's a completely different hand on putting that makeup on like you've actually got like the the amount of makeup that goes on is a lot like a, a hell of a lot and you've got to you know it's all about it's kind of like painting in a sense it's like it's contours and highlights and I don't kind of at this stage now with my makeup on now I don't count it as for me as drag uh, I guess it is a sense of drag but and I think a lot of people get into drag without really knowing it like I, the other thing is you know like Dolly Parton she's basically a drag queen she's she's a drag Dolly most famous people are drag queens mm-hmm. like Madonna and Gaga and Cher and they're all drag in a sense, they are an exaggeration. An exaggeration. It, it, it like those characters, or uh, maybe not even characters, but those their kind of, I guess, public personas are drag. queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they are queens. Yeah, and I think it's something that it's got to be embraced. I mean, absolutely, it's absolutely. 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 Well, it's been brilliant to talk to you, Callum. And if you ever come up here again, which I hope you do, or we'll meet up, will you make me up as a queen? Absolutely. I am down. Spot on. on. We'll arrange that. I am so down. We'll arrange that. Yes, we will indeed. Have you thought of a drag name? Oh, I haven't yet. I haven't even got that far. I've just thought of getting this one up. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do it. Name we'll have to do it. Okay then, Callum, so you take care. You too. It's been okay. lovely to speak to you. Thanks for speaking. Bye. Bye.